keep, yeah, my, my section is gonna be fairly, it's a little bit shorter for chapter four. Um, but yeah, we're gonna actually just dive right in uh, to chapter four. Um, chapter four is broken up into two sections. Uh, the ESV calls one of them, some will depart from the faith, and the other one says a good servant of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right in. Um, can I have somebody volunteer to read uh, chap uh, verses um, one through four of chapter four for us? So chapter four verses one through um, one through five actually. Uh, somebody uh, volunteer to read that. Nice. Um, First Timothy chapter four one through five. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Through the insecurity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and requires abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God, by the word of God in prayer. Amen. Amen. Uh, thanks for reading that. Um, so, oops, my bad. Timothy four. Okay. So. Um, so some context here, right? So we've been in the book of Timothy, um, and as, as we've been in, I'm gonna walk around just cause, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know what I'm saying? Just, I'm just gonna walk around. Yeah, y'all like that? I'm gonna walk around. Um, no? Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so we've been in the book of Timothy, um, and as, as Pat was talking about, um, Paul is addressing the church, um, the church here um, as he's writing to Timothy, um, and there's a bunch of different issues that are going on. Um, and uh, in chapter 4 he opens up um, by saying that some um, the spirit has told him so the Holy Spirit um, is kind of um, making it known that some people will uh, depart from the faith right so they'll leave Christianity and what's the reason that people are going to depart from the faith in, in, chap uh, in the verses that we just read why are people going to be leaving okay deceitful spirits Okay, verse 2. Can somebody read verse 2? Can you read verse 2 out loud? Um, through the insecurity of liars whose conscience are seared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so this, this, this feels a little, like, kind of, like, abstract or kind of, like, really, like, spirity, kind of. And really, there is an underlying spirit here. Um, but so the context here is that uh, Timothy is talking to, I mean, Paul is writing to Timothy, and in this particular church, um, there, it's, a, it's a church where there are some people who are like following Greek philosophers, right? And so it's, it's a different way of thinking, right? And so the, the way the Greek philosophers are, um, essentially they're taking different concepts about like what the Greeks believe and they're bringing them into the church. And so they're saying different things that uh, Paul addresses here. Um, and these Greeks um, believe that everything on the earth um, is bad and like dirty and so everything that is like flesh uh, can't be good right and um, essentially they're kind of pushing this idea that 
um, yeah, literally anything that touches the world, I can't be good, <laughs> all right? And that's, in some ways, feels kind of true, but, when we, but what we have to do is like, we have to look it up to scripture um, and to, to see what they say about that. Um, essentially, uh, what these Greek philosophers were saying were like, hey, you have to follow these really specific rules. You can't marry, right? You can't eat certain foods and you can't, um, yeah, you can't move in these ways else, else you can't be Christian. Um, and, and Paul is saying like, hey, like these teachings sound good, right? You can like justify them, uh, but they're not scripturally based. And for that reason, uh, that's going to be a problem. And so that's the context of this, right? And that seems pretty out there. It seems like, oh yeah, we don't hear Greek people trying to give us their Greek things right now. Like that's, that's back there. Um, but the main point that like, I, I think we should get here from uh, verses one through five is that like the way the devil operates, like Satan, um, is through lies, right? Like lies that sound good, lies that feel good, um, and lies that honestly like um, seem like the right way to go. Um, and it's, it's through those lies that people are taken away from the faith. And so in uh, verses one and two, when it talks about deceitful spirits and teaching of demons, right? Um, Paul is talking about like lies <laughs> that come through Satan's demons, lies that come through that. Um, and how those lies, uh, when you believe them, will take you away from the faith. And so, um, yeah, so that's verses one through five. Um, and so uh, an, example of, an example of one of these lies that we can believe like right now um, is that, uh, that we need to earn our salvation. Like our salvation is uh, works-based, right? So that's like a lie of the times that we can believe now, where we believe that like, if we do enough good, right, that's all we need to do to get into heaven, right? And see, when I say that, you're like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, there are parts of that that are true, right? Like we do need to do good things, right? So, and that's how lies, like, lies kind of work, right? That's how the enemy works. You can't say something that's completely, like, out there, like, you need to do, like, 40 jumping jacks to get to heaven, right? Because you'll be, like, you look at him sideways, like, that's a lie, <laughs> right? But what the enemy does is he sprinkles in, like, truth that um, is true, right? And he'll uh, put that with the lie so that when you get the package, like, the package looks really good, um, and you'll believe that as opposed to... Um, Holding, up, holding it up to the word and actually deciding, uh, discerning that truth. And so I just said one of the lies is that um, you must work to get your salvation, as in like you must do works to get your salvation, right? Um, and the full truth is actually that our salvation is by grace alone, right? It's by grace that you have been saved uh, through faith. Um, and when, once you are saved, uh, you will do works because you're grateful that you were saved, right? It's, a, it's kind of a fruit of your salvation, not like a root, um, right? And those sound similar, but one is truth and one is actually a complete lie. And so that's kind of what's happening here in um, verses one through five, where Paul is really trying to like take things that feel correct um, and he's trying to show you like that it's not all correct. Um, and so, Essentially, what he's going to spend the rest of chapter four doing is showing us how to build muscles, um, spiritual muscles, so that we can discern what's right and wrong. 
Um, and that's essentially what most of us are going to be doing most of our lives, right? Because the scripture tells us what's right and wrong, and then we'll go into the world, and things will like feel pretty good, things will seem pretty good, and we're like, dang, this is kind of close to what scripture is saying, but is it actually what scripture is saying? And so um, Paul's going to show us uh, the muscles we need to build to be able to do that effectively in the next uh, few verses. So can somebody read um, verses uh, 6 through 10 for us? And uh, as, uh, yeah, this one's a little bit louder, so you can use this one instead. Yeah, thank you. And as, um, as that's being read, just think about um, this question of, um, like, how, how, how do we go about, um, how do we go about knowing, like, what's actually, like, biblically correct? Um, and so I'll actually think of thinking about that as we read uh, verses 6 through 10. All right, thanks. First Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 to 10. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hopes in the living God, who is the savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for reading that. Um, and so verse 6 starts off saying, if you put these things before the brothers um, and sisters, um, you will be good servants of Christ, uh, being trained in the words of faith to do good doctrine um, that you have followed. Um, so what are these things <laughs> that uh, he's putting before the brothers? They're actually what he says in verses four and five, uh, right before. Um, he's basically, um, in verses four and five, right before, he clarifies the truth that the, um, the people from outside who are kind of like bringing in their, their Greek philosophy were um, using to really pollute the word, right? He, 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 says, he states the truth in 4 and 5. He says, everything God created is good, um, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Um, and he says, if you put these things before the brothers um, and sisters, you will be good servants of Christ Jesus. Um, Um, and so, yeah, so I had asked the question um, before uh, we started reading verses 6 through 10 um, of what needs to be done to be able to decipher um, between uh, what's biblically correct and what's not correct. And so from reading verses 6 through 10, does anybody have any thoughts on some of the things that are said um, that Paul uses to, like, help us uh, be able to decipher, um, yeah, decipher like what is actually biblical and what's not. Any any thoughts here from verses six through ten? Okay, that was a pretty open-ended question, so I'm gonna I'm I'm give some direction here. Um, yeah, so. Essentially, verses six through ten are a lot about like focus. <laughs> like, what is your, what are you putting your energy towards in terms of like your um, 
your spiritual energy, your physical energy, your mental energy, like where's that going? Uh, because where you put your energy is like where you're gonna build like your strength. And usually like where, you, where usually when you build your strength in one place, you're gonna be weaker in other places. And so in verse um, seven, uh, verse seven says, have nothing to do with irrelevant, silly myths. Um, rather train yourself for godliness. What are uh, irrelevant or silly myths? Um, does anybody have any like thoughts on what those could be? Superstitions? Yes, that's one of them. Yeah. 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 So this, this, there's a whole bunch of things that can fall into this category. Um, um, and not, some of these things aren't necessarily like wrong or bad. They're just bad things to put your focus and your energy into. Um, and so an example of this um, would be like trying to predict when the world or the world ends, like specifically, like trying to predict exactly when it's going to end. Um, this isn't a bad thing, right? Because I think the desire to know when things are going to end, right? That desire is like a good thing because the Lord wants you to number our days, right? He's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're not going to be here forever, <laughs> right? You might, you might as well start counting, um, right? Um, but he says that, right? So that um, not for you to be super focused on that exact ending, but so that you would be focused on what's coming ahead. Does that make sense? Right? So like, you wanting to like know exactly like is the Mayan calendar true? Like it's like I don't know, bro. The Mayans were like the world's gonna end in 2012. It's like dang, bro, it's 2022, um, right? It's like it's not that that was dumb or irrelevant to think about, right? But what's happening here is that like it's like how much energy are we putting towards that? Like how much energy are we putting towards that? Because we have a limited amount of energy, right? A limited amount of energy to put towards things, whether that's school or. Um, work or friends or whatever, we have a limited amount of energy. And so what Paul is saying here is like, we need to know what the things we need to be focusing on are, because if not, we're going to waste our time focusing on things that don't bring us to where God wants us to be. Um, and so he says like, instead of focusing on, on some of these like myths or like things that are what he calls irrelevant, what does he say instead to like focus on? Like what, what does he say to put, his, put our energy on at the end of verse seven? Training, training for what? For godliness. Training for godliness. Um, yeah, training for godliness. Again, I'm not here to say that uh, some of these things are not worth our time. Um, but as we like look at all of our time, <laughs> we need to figure out what proportion of our time are we giving to things that are honestly not as important. Um, and so um, that's one of the things Paul is getting across here. And so... He's gonna press into that a little bit in verses eight and nine. Uh, can somebody read verses eight? Can, can somebody read verse eight for us? Uh, chapter four, verse eight. Oh, you got it. Um, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for the for both the present life and the life to come. Mm. Um, and then verse 9 says this is a saying that is trustworthy and deserving of fullest acceptance 
Um, he's just like, yo, what I just said was facts. Y'all need to take it. <laughs> Essentially, it's what he's saying in verse nine. Um, he says, while bodily training um, is of some value, godliness is of value. Um, yeah, godliness is of a uh, of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present and future life um, to come. Right. So we're we're talking here about like where do we put our energy, right? It's Paul being like, yo, like, don't even think about working out. Like, forget your body, dog. Just, like, think about, like, your spirit. <laughs> like, is that, is that what Paul is saying here? Is that, is that what Paul is saying here? Y- yay, nays. Can I get some yays or nays? No? Okay. What's he, I guess, what, what's he saying then? What's he, what's he saying then? Like, what does he think about, like, physical, like, taking care of your body? What does he think about that? Yeah, yeah, he's like, this is of some value, but there's something of greater value, and you should put more of your energy into that. Yeah. I think it's fair to say just to keep ourselves in focus, like keep our bodies and our minds to focus. Yeah, that's good, right? It's to, it's, to, it's to acknowledge you need to take care of your body, but you cannot forget about your spirit because he's saying your spirit your spiritual life is actually more important um, than your physical one, right? Um, and again, he's not saying that the physical one is not important. Like, dude, like if you <laughs> if you die of a stroke tomorrow because you didn't take care of your body, like that's that's, that's not good, <laughs> right? Uh, but he's saying that like our focus and our energy is like should be on our spiritual growth. Why does he say that the spirit holds um, that focusing on training our spirit? Um, is uh, of more value. Like, what's the reason why that? Like, why? Yeah, why is he pointing out that like we need to do that? What? What? what what's one of the benefits? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. He's just like, yo, like uh, the body is great, but the body ends here. Um, and uh, there's infinity, and the rest is the rest is the spirit. <laughs> so you might as well start focusing on the spirit. Um, there was this illustration that was done uh, by by my pastor in college, where um, dang, I wish I had like a string or something uh, to do this demonstration with. Um, but essentially, um, let's just take like these tiles, like from here to there. Um, and if I was if I was supposed to, if I was to ask you all like from like right here to like that wall, um, how much of our life that we live here on earth um, is that distance? Like if, yeah, from this wall to that wall, like I want y'all to like be like, give me, give me like a distance of like, what, purpo- what proportion of this distance is like our life here on earth? Like which, which is it like, is it like from here to like here? And then like, that's like eternity in heaven. Is it like this much like from here? Like is, is this our life here? And then that's like, eternity like tell me tell me when to stop like moving like tell me when this length here is like our life here on earth uh compared to our life like in eternity all right so like tell me which direction to go tell me which direction to go that way to the wall yeah i'm just gonna start using my hand now because it's standing in the way so like more more yeah. more yeah. what Stop. A little closer? Yeah. I'm too, I'm too, huh? 
Way closer? Just touch the wall. I'm touching the wall? Yeah. That's crazy. Dang, bro. It, so this is eternity? <laughs> like that's eternity and this is us right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, and like, the, the thing is like, technically like my arm isn't touching this wall because you know, like, I, you got like atoms, you know what I'm saying? You got molecules, you know what I'm saying? You got, you know, protons, neutrons, electrons, you feel? Um, and they're not touching. But even that distance is like smaller than our time here on Earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so if that is the reality of what our time on Earth looks like, um, it makes, which, which one should we be focusing on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we should be focusing on the distance between my hand on the wall. Um, and that's not to say that this time here is irrelevant, uh, because what we do, what we do in this little distance here determines what the rest of that looks like. <laughs> so this is not irrelevant. Uh, but what we do in this small distance determines what the rest looks like. Um, and that is the, uh, that is really the gauge here um, that Paul is like really just trying to like get our mind to shift towards. Um, so he talks about spiritual training and some physical training. Uh, what does physical training usually look like? Okay. Yeah, give me some more specifics. Running. Running. Lifting. Dunking. Dumbbells. Swimming. Weightlifting, just biking, yeah. So we, we know what we know what physical training looks like. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What does spiritual training look like? Praying, that's a good one. Fasting, that's yeah, yeah. Reading your Bible, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, we have some ideas of what spiritual training is, but it sounds like, you know, we, we got the physical training down. Like, we, we got options. We know, we know what to do and how to do it. Um, but it sounds like we need some help figuring out what spiritual training looks like. And so, uh, verses 11 through 16, uh, basically the end of the chapter, are going to give us um, how to do that. And so, uh, can somebody volunteer to read verses 11 through 16 for us so we can figure out how to do some spiritual training? Any volunteers? Steve. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in world, in the word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying of on the on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Amen. 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 Um so we see here in verses 11 through 16, um, Paul lays out a whole bunch of different ways um, that uh, that church particularly um, can be pressing into um, their spiritual training. Um, and that message is the same for us, for what we need to do um, to press into our spiritual training. Um, he starts off with verse 12, which is, which is really cool because I think it's kind of direct 
to young people. Um, it reads, let no one despise you because of your youth, but set an example for believers um, in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> that's, that's a message to like young people, right? You're saying like, like who, who here like feels like because like they're young, like people have been like, 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 what's this dude like <laughs> talking about? Or what, what is she talking? Like, who's who, who's like ever like felt like they've been like looked over just because they were young? Like just for that specific reason? Like you're small, so you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't pay bills, so keep keep it moving. No, you've never been. Yes, no, no. Nobody's been. Okay, you've been overlooked. Yes, yes, yes. A little bit, yeah, a little bit over there, a little bit of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and Paul is essentially saying like, um. Yeah, it's the focus of us, um, the focus of us as young people, uh, can somebody like, what, what are the five things he says um, that like should be um, the examples that we set, like the way we, we do our stuff? What are the five things? You can just call them out. Speech. Conduct. Conduct. Love. Love. And purity. Okay, cool. Those are the five uh, different things there. Um, and honestly, you can like do a message on each of them. Um, but yeah, we can see that like in all in all our ways, the, what we say, how we act, um, the ways in which we love people um, and stay pure to ourselves are all ways in which we press into um, spiritual training. And then he goes on to tell them to like continue to read scripture publicly, to continue to teach. Um, to continue to press into like individual gifts, like each of you have different like gifts and talents the Lord has given you to serve, um, and Paul is encouraging us like the way to grow spiritually is to press into them. Um, that means like using them to serve, finding ways and opportunities um, to use them. It says to practice these things, immerse yourself in them, um, so that um, so that all may see your progress. Um, he's not like just like think about them. He's like press into them. Um, really practically, um, and in doing so, um, he leaves like a final warning in verse 16. Because remember, this chapter started with um, uh, in verses one through five of people walking away from the faith because they heard something that sounded true, and so they followed it. Um, and so that's remember that's how the chapter started. Um, and so the chapter closes with like a final like encouragement, but also like a warning. Uh, can somebody read verse? Um, 16 for us, um, as we've learned about what it looks like to um, grow ourselves, not only physically, but also spiritually, so we can, um, so that we can actually know the truth. Uh, can somebody read verse 16 for us? First um, Timothy 4, verse 16. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Yeah, amen. Um, yeah, and verse 16 kind of closes on that. Um, that, hey, like, it's important for us to, like, know what we're consuming. It's important for us to know if that's actually truth um, because it affects not only us but those around us. Um, and so um, in order to be able to do that, we need to grow spiritually. Um, we need to be able to build those muscles to be able to know Scripture well, to know when somebody says something and look at them sideways like, mm, that's a little... Mm. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, you can't really get to that point um, unless you are pressing in, um, and it's really important just because there's just like so much that um, there's just like so much out there that sounds good, 
Um, but to know if anything is actually good, we have to hold it up to scripture. Uh, we're not the ones who determine what's good. Um, I think that's like a really easy mistake to like think that like we're able to fully rationalize what's good. The Lord has given us direction, so we're like killing people, bad. Okay, cool. Um, like He's given us some direction, um, but to like know, like to actually know if something is good or bad, the Lord is the one who decides, um, and we have to go to His Word for that. And so, um, yeah, that's verse. That's chapter four. Um, and uh, yeah, does anybody have any questions, comments, or concerns before we wrap it up? Since time is that's okay. Okay, cool. I just need two people to tell me some takeaways um, from today. Just two people. Any takers? Two people. Good. That's good. Yeah, what we do in that little small distance does affect what we what happens um, for the rest of eternity, and so it is important to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. qualifications for the overseer and deacons are important to keep in mind. Um, and they're also like really generally true for everyone. <laughs> uh, but it's like in particular if you're gonna pick someone, um, make sure they hit these things because yeah it's a little tough if they don't. Um, but yeah that's all that um, I have. Um, yeah thanks for listening everyone. Um, we're gonna move into a time of I think offerings. So can we have the praise and worship team come up and um, we just do that for you.